Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, June 14th. President Joe Biden returns to issue number one today, the economy, and he is in damage control mode. We are about four and a half months out from the midterm elections of 2022. And I can assure you, Democrats who are on the ballot this year are very concerned about their prospects. And that is largely because of the bad economic news that seems to be coming at us every day and the bad economic reality that inflation is causing in everyone's life in their day-to-day existence. And it is that inflationary pressure on the economy that is a major political headache for the president and his party. Today, President Biden was before a very friendly audience, a labor crowd in Philadelphia, and he made sure to try and explain that he understands the pain people are feeling. I grew up in a household not far from here, Claymont and Wilmington, where the price of a gallon of gasoline went up was a conversation at the dinner table. It mattered if the price of food went up. Biden, of course, continues to tout the good news in the economy that unemployment is way down and jobs continue to be added by huge numbers every month. And yet he doesn't want to obviously just focus on the good and seem totally unaware of the pain that inflation is causing, but he will continue to try and contextualize the inflation to try and shield himself from as much blame as possible. Under my plan for the economy, we've made extraordinary progress. And we put America in a position to tackle a worldwide problem that's worse everywhere but here, inflation. In addition to pointing out that inflation is worse other places than it is in the United States, he once again returned to his line about Vladimir Putin being the reason you're paying more for gas at the pump. First, I'm doing everything in my power to blunt Putin's gas price hike. Just since he invaded Ukraine, it's gone up $1.74 a gallon because of nothing else but that. Biden, of course, touts what he has done to try and impact the price of gas, things like tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. But he admitted earlier this month there's not much he as president can actually do to lower the cost of gasoline in the immediate term for Americans. Average U.S. gas prices are now over $5 a gallon, with several states paying much more on average with no end in sight to these price hikes. Biden also talked about his plans to get 20 million tons of grain locked in Ukraine out into the market to help bring down food prices, to get more supply into the market. But the reality is Joe Biden can continue to point to Vladimir Putin or point to certain initiatives that he and his administration have taken. It hasn't actually altered the very hard reality for many Americans that their prices continue to rise. And as the president usually does now when he's addressing the economy, he likes to say he shouldn't be compared to the almighty, he should be compared to the alternative. And he once again put the Republican economic plan, such as it is, front and center. 
He pointed to Rick Scott, that's the Republican senator of Florida, who heads up the National Republican Senate Committee, his plan in the spotlight again. But note, since Rick Scott revised his plan that not even Mitch McConnell would sign on to because it raised taxes on every American, that plan was initially released months ago. Since Rick Scott revised his plan and got rid of that provision, Joe Biden is choosing to highlight a different part of Rick Scott's plan, the part that would sunset every government program after five years, making Congress to vote to reauthorize even programs that people depend on for their daily lives like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Really, ask yourself, how are you going to sleep at night knowing that every five years, Ted Cruz and the other ultra-MAGA Republicans are going to vote on whether you'll have Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid? Of course, Republicans love when Joe Biden goes out to talk about the economy because it's an issue on which his poll numbers are at their lowest. And it is the issue they want to run on this year in the midterm elections. Here is House Republican whip Steve Scalise. President Biden's inflation increasing agenda is crushing the American dream for millions of families across the country. Biden's speech today comes a day before the Federal Reserve could decide to raise interest rates as much as three quarters of a percentage point to try and get this runaway inflation under control. And the stock market on Monday tumbled into bear market territory. The S&P 500 has now lost all of its gains since Biden was inaugurated last year. Of course, what happens on Wall Street does not always reflect what is happening on Main Street, though many Americans do have their retirement savings tied up in what is happening on Wall Street. So there is some direct connection, but it is important when looking at the economy to look at it everywhere. And whether or not the actions the Fed has taken and may take in the future will be enough to forestall a recession is unclear. You know, once again, the Biden administration is coming under some pretty significant criticism for being behind the eight ball on the economy. You'll recall last year, many Biden administration officials, including the president himself, referred to inflation as transitory. Well, it's anything but transitory. And now a similar concern is out there about whether or not the Biden administration is realistic that the economy very well may be headed for a recession. Here's Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen at a New York Times event last week. I believe there is a path through this that entails a soft landing with the economy essentially stabilizing near full employment, maintain a strong labor market uh, and not see a recession. But former Clinton administration Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, who was an early warning sign about our current inflation problem that the Biden administration seemingly ignored last year, well, he once again finds himself in a different position than the administration. I think there's certainly a risk of recession in the next year. And I think given where we've gotten to, it's more likely than not that we'll have a recession within the next two years. There is likely no more important an issue or an indicator of what will impact people's votes in this year's midterm elections than how the economy is going. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.